0: Hello and welcome back to New Paradigm Healing. This series focuses on ayahuasca-assisted therapy. Our intention is to educate, inform and support the conscious and responsible use of ayahuasca in the Western context. My name is Nina Itzel and today I'm talking with my good friend Kelly Love about the benefits of shadow work. If you want to know more about ayahuasca assisted therapy, sign up for our mailing list to be first to know about new episodes and upcoming trainings and projects at avatarhealingarts.com. Help to be a dot tribe by supporting us with sharing our message with your friends and family and joining us on our social media platforms under the comments we will post all the links to kelly's work and to her website so don't forget to check out all the good things that she is offering and i'm just so excited to have you here sister in mexico in person with me we are actually It's so exciting to be here sitting next (laughs) to each other is so nice and yeah to share this time and to to share this topic with you we are so excited so um I just want to ask you, Kelly, if you want to say a few words about yourself, what you feel is important to share with our audience and how did you end it up into like doing shadow work and what does that mean to you?
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, after doing shadow work for a while, I feel like I, I have like a working definition of it. And I say it's like exploring what's been hidden or, or obstructed from my view my senses, my awareness, things residing in my subconscious um, that I I took into my adulthood without uh, thinking about it. And so shadow work is learning to engage these aspects of ourselves in a more conscious way. And uh, there are several modalities I I use to do that. Did you want me to go into this? (laughs) Yeah, what are
0: your main tools? Like what are your kind of favorites or what you do is like the most often that you find the most helpful?
1: Yeah, so my favorite tool that I happen to be really excellent at is psychosomatic therapy. And that is understanding the language. It's gonna be a little bit technical and I'm gonna make it really simple. So the technical way to explain it is understanding the relationship between the body and mind and how the external and internal influences and emotions, things that we're feeling and experiencing affect the way that our body is shaped, postures we hold, um, patterns we develop, including like thinking patterns, physical patterns, emotional patterns, and simply put, everything that we go through has an energy signature and it leaves an imprint on our body and actually affects the way the body forms and postures we hold. So I can essentially look at somebody's body and understand by where the energy is held, how postures are held, how they use their body, where the movements come from, things like that, to build a story of what their soul says it's like living in their body. And I use this technique to reflect back to the person what their body is holding on to. So this is more like mirror work mirror shadow work instead of me telling you what it is it's it's the own it's the person's own body showing them
0: wow very very exciting and interesting and uh, how did you end up like what motivated you personally to kind of go towards this direction and do your own personal shadow work like what was your motivation Mm. to do that it's
1: a really good question um I actually couldn't keep a stable dating relationship for a long time and I felt very unstable emotionally, even a, a bit uh, hmm, explosive. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for. And I desired deep relationship like at the same time I desired intimacy and every time I, I went into intimacy, inevitably the relationship would blow up and so I started talk therapy to just try to get to the bottom of this I felt like my brain was a, a plate of spaghetti and who knew what noodle was attached to what like it was just in my head and so my therapist helped me normalize a lot of why I was the way I was so I wasn't vilifying myself anymore and then I ended up signing up for a, a somatic healing retreat a spiritual sexual shamanic healing retreat and right before I signed up for that retreat, I, I heard in my being, get in touch with your body and nature because that's where your power is. And that was very counterintuitive for me because I was raised the opposite way. Um, and then I completed that week of training and it was like a re-education on how to be human. <laughs> I love that. I, I finally felt emotions and people gave me tools to move my emotions and create new patterns and release stories. And from then I just, I I dove deep into the the somatic and the psychosomatic healing work. And I have found that I have completed decades of work in a much shorter
0: time going straight
1: to the body and having the body tell me what it's holding on to. Wow.
0: That sounds really amazing. And I, I so resonate with what you're saying because Also for me personally was my own kind of suffering that uh, brought me to this direction. And especially, you know, that the same story started to surface in my life in different contexts, maybe with different people, but it would be always kind of the same story, the same dynamic would play out in in my life, uh, despite of me desiring, you know, something else, or oftentimes the exact opposite, you know, what was Mm -hmm. happening. And I think that a lot of people might relate to this, you know, and that is a major motivation to to ask the question. Okay. how is this possible that this always keeps happening to me mm-hmm. but not my friend or my neighbor or not to other people you know so it must be something within me you know that that is creating that you know fully or partially because you know just observing reality what is the chance you know that that just is always a coincidence and um, and that was uh, that is normally the first step for many people to to turn within and and start that kind of journey when you start looking within yourself for answers Uh, this was your experience too
1: Um, it wasn't my initial experience because i was raised in a belief system where i would source my healing and my salvation and everything to like an outside source Mm -hmm. So I was following this story for a while that there was something outside of me that was gonna heal me. So I tried this and that and this and went to that. And then when my friend said, hey, maybe there's something inside of you that's attracting this to you. At first I was like, man, fuck you. (laughs) I don't want this, I'm a nice person. (laughs) (laughs) And, And then after a while I was just like, well, I am the common denominator. So (laughs) totally, what is this? And what I ended up finding out was that, and and this is why it's so valuable to have sometimes some outside sources to bring in that wisdom and knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I ended up finding out that because I had gone through so much pain and trauma, the way my brain and body had, uh, sort of learned to adapt to life had had affected the way I showed up in life. And so then I began to see myself as someone that had always loved myself and was always working towards wholeness and healing. I just didn't understand how to get there. And so then I switched from looking at all these outside sources to, okay, so it's in me, but like, how do I access it? How do I get that guidance?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And I feel, you know, the same way about myself and and a lot of people. And um, let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, why we are doing this. Because I remember, for example, my mother, at one point, she asked me, why are you doing this? Like, why is it good, you know, to dwell in the past and bring all these things up mm. and remember? And why can't you just, you know? forget about it and and you know what's the point of doing all this uh, very uncomfortable work at certain (laughs) times I'm sure you agree so yeah let's talk a little bit about that why we are doing this
1: (laughs) yeah I mean I look at it kind of like the same way maybe this is like a a microcosm way of looking at it when when children learn how to drive a car we don't just hand them a 2,000 metal weapon and say all right there you go figure it out (laughs) have fun on the road they they train with it they learn how to harness this power so that they stay safe and that way they can use the car effectively and so for me i look at this work as learning how to use my vehicle i can be i i'm in this vehicle no matter what I can be in this vehicle and walk around life haphazardly, running into things, not understanding where my emotions come up, where my patterns come up and and play bumper cars. Or I could open the manual and learn to start feeling and navigating and, and embracing these parts of me
0: wow i i really resonate with that i i use several times this uh metaphor for the navigator mm. you know and navigating our life and being our own navigator and and having our navigation system within us yes and uh, learn to well discover who we are you know and how how to navigate in this context where where we are living so um let's let's collect, you know, some practical details for people to really, you know, grasp what what kind of positive changes we physically experience in our everyday life as a result of this dedicated work.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I would say for me, um, I went from feeling internally chaotic and scared and unsafe in my body and unsafe with my ability to make sound judgment into feeling a lot more secure and safe. And the reason why is because I've taken the time to feel what's in there. I mean, it's not chaotic if we're stick in, if if we're feeling the temperature and understanding what's going on in there, we can engage it. It doesn't, it it doesn't become so chaotic. So for me, the practical things that, that I experienced when I released pain and trauma was instead of pain management, I'm actually working on how can I, uh, expand my life? How can I grow my life? Um, instead of that's a
0: huge difference, you know?
1: Yeah. Right there. Even I remember when I got my hip replaced, this was like a a physical embodiment of all the spiritual work that I had been doing where I had spent years managing pain in my left hip, uh, adjusting my position, adjusting my workout, giving things up, doing all this stuff to manage a pain. And then when I got the hip replaced for the first time in, in probably seven, eight, nine years, I could feel the, the energy swirling around my hip. And for me, that was like a wake up call to understand the difference between pain management and
0: actual release of wow. pain. That's that. I, I just, wow, I really resonate with what you're saying because I do think, you know, that. That's what many people think that that's the best they can wish for is to manage the pain that they are living in and I, I am totally agreeing with you that I believe that any pain can be released you know and yeah. therefore healing can occur on, on many levels. Um, in terms of like relationship because I think we are all relating to each other right in certain ways that's that's one of the essence of, of sharing this space here and relating to the earth, like, how, how, do, how do these changes manifest, for example, your relationships with people around you and your relationship with the earth and nature, like in mm-hmm. general?
1: Well, I find that um, in order to have any successful relationship, there has to be an anchor somewhere. What are we anchoring this relationship in? What is it tethered to? And I believe that it starts internally, as I understand you believe it as well. Um, So what I focus mainly on with people is how to cultivate that internal relationship with themselves. Because once that is online, naturally what happens is you can start to feel the world around you. When we numb ourselves from our emotions, our pain, our desires, we numb ourselves from actually feeling the world around us too. So the first step is getting somebody online with their body. And that's why I do this mirror work, this shadow work to to facilitate that. And then what happens from there is once people have this anchor within themselves, then it's like, oh, now I know how to move from desire. It's like, you know, little kids, when they're out exploring, they're just taking everything, crawling around, putting it in their mouth, indiscriminately tasting it all. Like this is part of growing. And so, having that same type of curiosity inside like just pick something up oh what's this oh oh that doesn't taste so good what can i do with this how can i translate this and then once i became more self-conscious about what's going on with me then and my own body intelligence and my own body language then i could start picking up on the messages of the other bodies around me right. And their bodies start sharing stories with me. And then I'm able to relate to them in a different way. Like I can see, oh, hey. In
0: a more harmonious way. In a more harmonious way. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: It's like I can look at their body and say,
0: oh wow, they have a
1: history of carrying a lot on their shoulders. All right. What's a way that I can show up that is uh freeing for them? I love that. Yeah. And then with nature, as I'm Feeling the, the terrain of my own body and the sensitivities and noticing how everything in my life has its effect on my body, I start looking at the rhythms of nature. Like, what are, what are the little things that are happening in the world that are affecting its rhythms and how can I tune into that?
0: wow i love it yeah i i really enjoy this conversation because uh we work with different tools you know but we are sharing the same ideas about healing and self-discovery and self-empowerment in general Mm -hmm. and you know that's one of our message here on this podcast as well that you are the healer you know and Mm -hmm. love is the medicine that's my motto what do you think about that love and self-love and and the, the power of love and healing like what's your experience
1: well, I have goosebumps from my ears to the top of my thighs right now, just even being asked that question. Um, I, my personal belief is that love is the very founding fabric of all of creation. Now, am I able to look at a certain point in time and history and say, this is where love came in and, and it happened, and this is how I prove it? No, not yet. Um, what I do see is how things function best when they're ran on love. And that is what tells me that we are an ecosystem, a galaxy, a universe, whatever you want to call it, that runs on love. And quantum physics shows us if we meditate simply on love and light, whether it's sending love and light to ourselves or sending love and light to somebody else, it literally has healing effects. And our heart, which vibrates this love out has an energetic force field of eight to 10 feet like literally the feelings that we cultivate inside of ourselves are sending energetic vibrations out into the world and so absolutely i believe in love and light focusing on it it's
0: the foundation it's Mm -hmm. what heals us um somebody told me this really really nice way of putting it that uh when you when you face your shadow and you embrace your shadow then you get to the gift that shadow has to offer that there isn't always a gift hidden in that shadow and when you go through this healing and this shadow work um you you receive that gift that was always there you know you just Mm -hmm. didn't see and i i do believe that this, this gift is this love that what we are talking about and that's what Uh, we anchor into within ourselves and and in the earth and energetically and mentally, emotionally. Um, And a lot of people might feel disconnected from this energy and this center. And there are many ways and many paths and many tools that can assist people to find their way back to this connection to that inner self or that love or that Um, consciousness or whatever god you want to call that energy you know that serves as an anchor you know no matter what is going on around you Mm -hmm. agreed Ah, oh, so nice to talk to you, sister. Uh, Thank is, uh, you. Is, is is anything that you would like to share about this or about yourself or your offerings, you know, to people who would like to get into some practical work? <laughs> yeah,
1: so um, I, I shared about the psychosomatic therapy work, which is a, a great introduction to a lot of the other work I do. Um, I guide people through releasing and healing trauma from their body, as well as implementing new programming and new patterns. Um, I'm equipped to give people lots of tools to move the energy in their own body, to move pain and trauma from their own body. And um, I also do a lot on... uh, uh, authentic relating and cultivating sacred temple spaces
0: that's that's uh, another intriguing area yes. that we might explore another time <laughs> you know because lots to discover there as well thank you and your thank website you. You, do you have a website where people can i do to...
1: it's KellyLoveRewilding.com, and uh, i am going through a rebranding so uh yeah this this is this is kelly Kelly, love Love 1.0 and (laughs) 2.0 is coming
0: out (laughs) i love it i feel the same way um thank you so much for sharing this space and thank you all for listening we are coming to the end of our time today so help us to grow a tribe by sharing this episode with your friends and family and just stay tuned for the next episode where we go deeper in the healing journey with the mother ayahuasca sign up for our mailing list to stay up to date about our projects and trainings at avatarhealingarts.com and remember that you are the healer and love is the medicine so much to you all so so much to 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 all of you from me and kelly and have a wonderful day
1: thank you so much for having me nina it was such a pleasure
0: love 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 love